is going up? Rotor Grinders, Dean here at Dean 704 if you want to get all technical on me. It is 530 on the East Coast, on the dot, 230 on the West Coast, 430 Tennessee time. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. Joining me today, the California kid who happens to be out there at 230 on the East Coast, the West Coast, which I'm told is the best coast. Maybe it just rhymes. I don't know. Bugs, what's going on, dude? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You ready to crush this slate? Ready, ready to do it? Take it down? It's a 12-gamer. It's like one of the bigger slates we've had all year because of all like the goofy uh, cancellations and uh, double headers and things like that. It feels like we haven't had a lot of big slates, but I think this is a good one. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot going on. Um, you know, we've got some good pitching. We've obviously got a game in Coors Field. And there's also some other spots, too. Uh, maybe some sneaky, maybe some not. But um, it, it's a good overall night, you know, not. I don't expect anything outside of that course game to be too concentrated. Maybe the Yankees in terms of ownership, but you can differentiate a pitcher to differentiate with your bats. So those are always good types of slates, uh, especially the tournaments. Yeah. Last night, myself and Grant, we were kind of diving into the six game slate. We we're talking a lot about variants and about how wonky, you know, how unpredictable baseball can be. Uh, and tonight there's 24 teams playing baseball and the Dodgers are going to be super, super heavily owned. They're not that hard to get. Very easy to get on FanDuel, especially if you roster one of those cheap pitchers we'll talk about as well. And we know uh, DK all year long has not made it that hard to get the bats that you want because uh, there's some other bats that are heavily priced down. Uh, just kind of sort of interesting how we handle that in cash games. And, uh, of course, it, it could potentially be a different approach in tournaments when you consider uh, variants. Uh, do what I mentioned before we dive in and break down this slate. couple things. Uh, the link's going to be dropped in chat. Our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train Devin's going to drop this link for y'all. Uh, you get $5 off your RG Core 4 Premium if you click this link for your first month. Uh, football, baseball, basketball, and golf, uh, $5 off your first month. Go ahead and check out that link. We much appreciate that. If you like what we do, we do show off some of the premium, but you guys can have it at your own leisure and click on however you want to click. Of course, Devin's showing some premium off as the show progresses as well, too, and we'll be talking about that. Also, uh, I was telling you this pre-show, box. I'm excited. I'm going streaking. Uh, on the SharpSide app, I'm currently at six in a row. Each win going forward, assuming I don't flop here, is worth ten Fanduel dollars. You guys can do that as well too. Get yourself a streak. Uh, once we get ten, theoretically, I believe it's twenty dollars. Again, that link's gonna be dropped in chat for you guys as well too. Oh, what's up, YouTube? Like and subscribe. That's good for analytics. We do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, smash, smash the like, caress, whatever. Do something to the like button. Make it the the thumb up or something like that. Um. Yeah. So the sharp set app. I got a winner. I hopefully I got a winner. Bob, you tell me if this is a good bet or not. And I actually, I was in the sharp set app a couple times today because here's the deal. It's got to be minus one forty or less. You can't pick a team that's like minus three hundred and say that's a winner. Like of course that's like Vegas Dave. Everybody knows that's how Vegas Dave gets those winners, right? Um. So I I, I, cl- I clicked on it a couple times today, and the Dodgers were like minus one forty five, minus one and a half, minus you know minus one fifty one and a half. I'm like man, I want to get this down to minus one forty. And it dropped to like minus 137, and I pounced, just like y'all should be doing to that like button. Uh, I got the Dodgers at minus one and a half. How do you feel about that? Am I going to keep going streaking? Uh, Dodgers run line. Pressure's on. Uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty good one. Um, those are some pretty good odds. I'd certainly be betting it on it if I was in Vegas. Um, I like runs in that game, but uh, I expect the Dodgers to come out and as much run, as many runs as they're expected to score tonight, um, you know, so it could be a back and forth game, but uh, I think that's a good one. It went down a little bit. They had an eight total. Now it's like seven point nine six. If you want to get all technical, that's basically eight. 
And like I said, the line went down a little bit too. Maybe, I don't know, the, the, the lineup came out and Smith is not catching. Uh, it's Austin Barnes. Like, is that enough of an, an effect to move needle? I'm not really sure. Uh, but whatever it was, something happened. Somebody likes the Colorado side. And I don't really love Colorado tonight. They're fine, I suppose. For, for me, they're a secondary stack. And I think that Arenado might be playing hurt. He's got one home run like in the last month. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I know he's facing a lefty and Arenado is going to jump off the page. And, you know, the bat and things like that, they don't really take those things into context. And maybe he's not hurt. Maybe we're just sort of speculating, but there was kind of an injury out there. That said, Boggs, we're going to dive in and break it down as far as a pitching perspective. We'll talk about some sticks after that. But give me like your, you know, give me the screenshot. Well, what are we looking at as far as this slate? Well, I mean, you've got, you know, all of the, the best, the, all of the good pitchers on this slate kind of all lumped together. Um, as, you know, more so on DraftKings, obviously, but I want to pay up for these guys. You know, there's not in, there's not much in terms of, you know, glaring value without taking some serious risks. And, you know, once you get down below guys like Jaime Brea, Kaikuchi, uh, these are guys that aren't essentially playable um, due to pitch count. So, I mean, yeah, you could take a stab at a guy like Kaikuchi who had a useful start against the Padres, you know, last month. Uh, but I'm really wanting to pay up for pitcher. And you mentioned that there's there's a lot of value out there uh, in terms of bats. So that's going to be my priority and my focus tonight is to to at least get, you know, two. You know, doesn't have to be a Granky and a Glass on the two most expensive, but you know, in that kind of mid tier range, uh, I want I want those guys because I don't really want to mess around with the the Bria and the Coochies of the world. Hey, can I get an umpire rant from you? I'm curious what your thoughts are. I want two umpire thoughts from you. First of all, Joe West throwing out the Rizzo, the GM for Washington. He's up in the stands. You saw that, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's the only person in the stands. He's pointing. He's throwing him out. Well, he's like, heck, he was heckling Joe West, but still, <laughs> I mean. And ridiculous. the second one, Donaldson hitting the home run. You saw this, right? Donaldson. Yeah. Home, yeah. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? You're not necessarily pro. I thought it was so funny. Like, I mean, Donaldson's Donaldson's a huge prick. So you, I, don't, I didn't. I didn't really get to hear <laughs> the whole audio of that conversation. Um, I know that the ump was was pretty fed up with him. Yeah. You're out. But uh, that was that. I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, like I said, Donaldson's a dick, but um, you know, umpire. You know, he was obviously uh, staring him down. You know, when he was trotting around the bases, and uh, just another one, another case of one of these umpires. Uh, I'm sure. There's no, there's yeah. no in attendance. Nobody cares about the umpires. Whatever. All right, let's talk about this slate. Uh, smash the over if you had a uh, one and a half as far as umpire rants for for box. I'm sure it's one on layaway as well too. And, you know, it's weird because the pricing, it's so odd, like, what DK is doing. Because, like, Bieber, how is Bieber the same price as Zach Greinke and Max Freed? Like, how do you – like, obviously, he's not, he was in yesterday's slate, but it's just so weird how they do this. Like, Greinke is 10-1. I don't know how that's possible. Like, you know, he's, he's a guy that gets by on, like, savvy and guile, basically. Um, I, I don't imagine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think the algorithm has been broken pretty much all season. It's um, so odd. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think you've seen a guy like Paddock get above 9K on any slate. Uh, you know, for I think it was about the up till now, Jeff Mathis was like 4K. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's definitely a little uh, curious, but you know, it's just one of those things where uh, we can work around it. But um, yeah, definitely a little wonky. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and again, just like I know, it's like every slate's different, but the I mean, just Bieber should be like 13k based upon like Granky being 10 and Max Reed being nine eight. Uh, Glasto, without even question, not even close, has the highest K rate on the slate. He's got a 37.4% K rate this year. The next closest pitcher is Amale. That's what, 28.9%. The tricky part, of course, with, with Glasnow is he walks too many guys, 9.7 as far as his walk rate. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts as far as Glasnow lining up here against the Baltimore team, the negative ballpark, ballpark chip for him against his Baltimore lineup? Of course, his Baltimore lineup without Santander is not very good. Although Mountcastle, that kid has been awesome. He hit the minors a ton, and he's been smashing the majors as well. But otherwise, I mean, and Stewart's been playing above his head. He's just been smashing, and this was kind of not expected. It's not a very good lineup is the point we're getting at. Not a ton of power either. Uh, and, again, it's not that hard to get Glassnow either, and he's not the most expensive pitcher uh, on DK. He's 9.7K. Uh, I think I'm starting my cast lineups with Glassnow. What say you? Yeah, I think if you can, if you can work him in, he's definitely um, – you know, my top pitcher, um, you know, obviously it's not without a little bit of risk, but you know, you look at, you look back, dating back to last season. I mean, he's clear cut, um, the, the best option on this slate. And like we mentioned there, there are some pretty good options. So, um, you know, the Orioles lineup, they, they definitely surprised, I would say this year, and there are some, you know, good young hitters in, in that lineup, but it's still not a lineup that I'm afraid of. And, you know, if Glass now is in and around that zone, the Orioles aren't necessarily a patient team either. So I think that kind of works in his favor. He's my top option. Um, won't really have to necessarily break the bank to get him, but definitely a guy that I have a lot of interest in and I want to pay up for to get in my lineups. Let's work our way down because I'm looking at the ownership percentage right now in the, the, the lineup HQ. This is DK specific. And, of course, the ownership is fluid. We're still an hour and a half from first pitch from the first game. So these things – do change based upon new information, but please, you know, Glasnow is currently projected for 36% ownership, and that, that makes sense to me. Then Plesak's up next. Like, none of these pitchers are spectacular. Plesak's perfectly fine, probably a better real-life pitcher than, than he is, like, a DFS pitcher. We could say the same thing about Kyle Hendricks. And, hey, while we're there, we should also mention what's going on uh, weather edge-wise. Isn't that the Chicago game, the total is down to seven, correct, the Cubs? I believe so. Yeah, let's pull up the weather edge because uh, this does change as well, too, but I wanted to confirm. It's a 54-game sample, not a massive uh, game sample, but it's 57 degrees and the wind is blowing in, and we're seeing a decrease in uh, the history. This has nothing to do with the hitters, nothing to do with the pitchers, just based upon the weather. So take it for what you will, and you want to get the biggest sample possible. The ERA down 19.6%, runs down 17%, home runs down 41%, and the, you know the ERA kind of speaks – I'm sorry, the, uh, the total in the game I think is at 7 last I saw. That speaks to that as well. You know, Hendricks are paying a bit of a premium. He's also a guy that can theoretically uh, mow through. He, he can throw a Maddox. He can go, he can go nine uh, shutout CGSO and 97 pitches. He can do something like that and strike out four guys. <laughs> That's something he can do. And then he's sort of an innings eater, but you're also paying uh, 9K for him. Compare Hendricks to Plesak and Paddock. You mentioned Paddock as well, too. I think that's kind of like the SP2 conversation for me. Yeah, uh, I certainly like him. It's 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 obviously a risky matchup, but he's a guy that doesn't give up a lot of fly balls, uh, doesn't give up a lot of home runs, and definitely certainly knows how to pitch when the wind's blowing out and when the wind's blowing in and Wrigley. So I, I like him. Um, I think I, I like Plesak. Paddock a touch more, mm-hmm. um, but really you're just kind of you know you know pulling hairs. But at this point, because if you've got that extra money, 
play them. I, I don't think, I think they're all kind of be bunched together in terms of ownership. I think they all have a similar upside. Please act maybe a little bit more um, due to the matchup. I think he's got the best matchup out of the three, um, but I'm not scared of Hendricks by any means. Do we care that Paddock uh, left his last game due to an injury? They're saying he's fine. Uh, that was so tilting that night because all the pitchers basically either got hurt or smashed, if I remember correctly. Uh, who was the other dude? The, the, the guy with the, the, the red hair, or the orange hair, the carrot top dude for uh, for the Dodgers. Why can I not remember his name for some reason? He also got hurt like in the first inning or so. Uh, you know, the Padres are in the playoffs. There's only five teams, I think, in the National League that are currently have a 500 record or better. And what, 12 teams make it? It's wild. And we're, I think we're 10 days from the end of the regular season. That's not next Sunday, unless they yeah. add a couple days for makeup. So I'm not really sure exactly what they're doing there. Uh, you mentioned Paddock. Oh, we should note this too. This game was supposed to take place in Seattle. It's, it says, you know, San Diego at Seattle. Uh, now, the Padres are going to play the role of the home team. I'm sorry, of the road team in home. So there you go. Uh, in, case, in case you guys are wondering or you're kind of looking at that uh, funny and yeah, so Paddock, it says San Diego at Seattle. It's in San Diego, and they are the road team. Uh, so Paddock, is he uh, – are you making draw on a stand? You're just kind of making multiple different lineups. And look at the ownership as well, too, when you compare those three. We're seeing Plesak at 28%, uh, Paddock at 21%, and Hendricks at 12 which I don't know. I think it should be a little higher than that. I did skip over Rich Hill, who's also throwing baseballs in that Wrigley Field game. He's another guy. He's just – he's a man. He's 40. Uh they're going to make the playoffs as well, too. I don't know how much they're going to push Rich Hill. I, I suppose if he's super, super like uh, efficient, he can go six innings. It's baked into the price. He's 7.6K. But what's the upside on Rich Hill? Uh, well, first I'll talk about Paddock. I mean, he left the start. He sprained his ankle, and it was a mild sprain. So that's not necessarily a red flag. The only red flag for him would be that the Padres don't stretch him really out um, beyond 90 pitches in any even when he's completely healthy. So that's the only red flag I have for Pack. but we know he's got a little bit of strikeout upside. We know the Mariners can strike out. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm not afraid of him because he left that last start um, in, in this game to him. I, I think he'll get his 90 pitches and that's good enough for me on this, in this context. So I definitely like Paddock. As far as Rich Hill. Um, yeah. I like him a little bit. Um, the problem is he's another guy that doesn't go deep into games and he had struggled up until I think the last couple starts he's made, but definitely in play. Um, both pitchers in that Chicago game are in play. The wind is a big deal there. And when it's blowing in, it's uh hard to hit some home runs. So that's a, that's, that's, that's good for a chill. Um, I think you might have a little bit more strikeout upside than Hendricks but I certainly would expect Hendricks to go deeper into the game. Yeah, Hendricks can go like two two and two-thirds more uh, as far as a distance. Hill has not uh, pitched uh, beyond the fifth inning this year. Uh, last start is best start of the season. Five innings, uh, 90 pitches. Uh, he did up seven strikeouts as well, too. And I think he's perfectly fine, but his upside is capped to some degree. Uh, Hauser, let's talk about Hauser. And I think it's more of a conversation on Fandle than it is on DK. I'm not sure if you're playing Fandle tonight. Are you playing Fandle this evening? Yes. So as of right now, Hauser is my uh, cash game. You can only have one pitcher. He's my cash game, cash game pitcher on Fandle. And the opportunity cost, I know there's some pitchers we like tonight, but there isn't Bieber. There isn't Max. 
there isn't Cole. Like, there isn't this guy that's just like can throw thir- get 13 strikeouts. I suppose Glassnow can get there. That could definitely happen. He can do it like in six innings. But I think the opportunity cost is somewhat suppressed. And then the inverse of that, kind of the push-pull of like how much do I want to spend on arms, how, how much do I want to spend on bats. I just love the Dodgers tonight like everybody else does in my cash games. And, like, and Hauser opens up the world to me uh, on FanDuel. I had the Dodgers with Mike Trout, which like, come on, that's the steak and the lobster. So uh, I guess first touch on Hauser on DK, which I'm like, he's a sort of meh to me. He's there. He's playable. But his price on FanDuel is what, 5'7", five, 5'8"? Five, it's super cheap. Yeah, I don't think you need to mess around with them on DraftKings. On FanDuel, you know, obviously he's going to be the chalk. So, you know, you can maybe make a case uh, to not play him in tournaments. But like we talked about, there's really no glaring value outside of him. I mean, you could take a stab on uh, Berea at that same price in and around that range. But um, I don't necessarily think that's a good pivot. Um, So it's really – you're going to sacrifice your bats in order to get up to, which I think is uh, like the next really playable guy. I mean, you could get Rich Hill, you can make a case for him, um, but I wouldn't play him in cash games. It's uh, It would probably be Bassett, and he's not a guy that excites anyone by any means. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough thing. I'm playing him um, in, when I have to, but um, – I'm not thrilled about it. I'll tell you that much. And I'm certainly not going to pay K for him on DraftKings. Yeah. We got uh, in the chat here at YouTube data five is saying, um, you know, Hauser. Okay. Get him off. I don't let me saying get me off the show. Like have like the guy from the Apollo just taking me out of here. But uh, look, man, we live in the world of a salary cap and uh, he has been better than the numbers suggest. If you want to, you know, dig into the analytics stuff uh, this season, obviously his ERA is five, four, but his ex is telling you, you know, it's 411. He's got a 440 Sierra. He's got a 23.1% home in the fly ball. So, uh, you know, bab up a 329. All that stuff is telling you is that he's been unlucky. The K rate is not spectacular, 18%. Uh, he's not a guy that typically is going to go very deep for you. I'm not telling you he's great, but I'm telling you, I think he makes everything else work and maybe he gets you like 30 ish points, which is fabulous. I mean, I don't know if he is, but uh, you can't really just lock that in. Uh, they're asking about umpire information. I don't, we only have like three games uh, going into today. Obviously Friday, uh, there's a lot of new series that are starting and you don't have the umpire information until, especially this year. And so really, really right before the game starts, essentially it seems the next day, you know, because they rotate, is it clockwise or counterclockwise? I don't remember, but uh, you know, the next day, Saturday and Sunday, obviously as far as the umpires, but we might not have a lot of umpire data tonight. The only ones I saw, there was no extreme. So it's just like neutral or, you know, slight advantage for the pitchers or the hitters. Uh, so again, yeah, it's not a rousing endorsement for Hauser, but uh, I don't know if you, you're probably not playing cash on Fandle. I am, and right now he's my Fandle pitcher. By the way, side note, you mentioned Berea, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours. One Pepsi Seven was talking to me. He's trying to talk me into Berea tonight. He's like, "Come on, man, let's play Berea in tournaments." It's like, yeah, I don't. Know. I think that's all you, man. I don't know. I understand it because like, it's a one v one. Again, Berea just out, out outscores him in tournaments, and he's a, he's a guy that's been lucky. He's not very good. Uh, I think if he sticks around for five innings, he can get the win. Because I like uh, I like your Angels. I like your I like your Halos tonight. Um, anything else as far as pitchers that's worth talking about? Well, okay, Granky, I mentioned the Guile, but he just he just is always overpriced for what he is in twenty twenty, right? I can't pay that price. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's much like uh, Hendricks, but I would even argue Hendricks has more strikeout upside than him. I mean, obviously the Dimebacks 
haven't been good this year. They've been really inconsistent. Um, he's at home. Roof's closed in Houston, but uh, I, I, I just don't like playing Grinky because I don't like watching him pitch. It's uh, it, it, you know, you sometimes like he, he does fifty five mile an hour pitch. He does some fun things, <laughs> but I mean, watching him pitch when he just kind of nitpicks and nibbles around the, the the strike zone, you know, gets into these full counts. Um, it, it, it drives me insane. Um, crazy. It's him and him and Darvish are two guys that I just don't like watching pitch. Really? Darvish is amazing. What, what about um, Cueto? You enjoy watching Cueto? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Cueto is a guy that's going to get out there on the bump. Yeah. He's going to do some things and it, say it's Bush League or whatever, but that's how <laughs> he's got, that's all he's got these days. But Darvish, he's just so damn deliberate out there and uh, it, it drives me insane. And I don't watch him subsequently since I've stopped watching him he's you know turned the page and he's you know one of the best pitchers if not the best pitcher in the leagues <laughs> but yeah I don't watch him yeah I haven't looked at the odds but I would imagine you know Bieber probably getting the Cy Young there in the AL and it's Darvish or maybe um oh god the guy for Cincinnati that he's probably blocked you on Twitter why am I forgetting his name uh Bauer yeah, Bauer. I wanted to say Burley. I'm like, I know it's not Burley. He doesn't pitch. He doesn't throw baseballs anymore. Hey, Zach Gallon's really good at baseball. Um, he's going to be ignored. He's, I mean, just like raw talent on this slate, he's probably like the second best pitcher, you can argue, right there at Glasnow. Um, You know, he has not been in good form of late. He had a really – he just got shellacked last game against what, Seattle when they just pummeled him in one inning. It just wouldn't stop. Um, Houston's been pretty terrible this year, at least as far as their expectations – and nobody's going to play Gallon. Just, you know, I, I think he's really interesting for tournaments. You're not getting a big discount, 9.5K on DK, but it's not hard to make work. You can just swap one of your one of your other guys out for Gallon, and like, it's certainly Gallon can outscore uh, Glasto or Hendricks. That's not – Yeah, I think you need a lot going. Um, yeah, I think you really need all of these guys to really bust, um, and, and you need Gallon uh, to really – kind of have turned the page after a couple of mediocre starts. I mean, obviously I agree with you. He is a fan, He's a fantastic young pitcher, um, but it's all about the matchup and Houston and as disappointing as they've been, um, they still don't strike out. So, I mean, I think his ceiling is what he did probably against Houston. The last time he faced them, six innings, six hits, 17 DraftKings points. And if you want that, that's fine. You can pivot off of a guy like class now, but you better hope class now gets uh, lit up because I just don't see the upside there based on this matchup. Or you can pair them together. I mean, you can, you can do something like that yeah. as well. Uh, so they, they talk about Berea in chat, just worth noting Berea is like, you're begging for basically five innings. Like he's probably not going to get the quality start, probably going to throw 85 pitches or so. And he can definitely survive against a terrible Texas lineup. Uh, more in play, probably, probably on Vandal, I think. <laughs> probably I don't I, I don't really want to play Berea uh you know if I have him it's just an absolute pinch of it uh otherwise you know Picucci we've uh, picked my spots with him against San Diego probably not the spot with all that lefty power over there uh it wouldn't surprise me if he does okay if he survives the night but otherwise I got nothing else as far as pitchers what say you yeah um you know I didn't touch on uh Male um but yeah, that's a, that's a guy that's, that's your ultimate tournament play. I know you're you're kind of a cash game player. Uh, I wouldn't mess around with him in cash games. Um, I think is a little bit of in, I'm intrigued a little bit, but again, it's it's really a guy that's just hit or miss. Um, but the upside strikeout upside is there, and uh, you know, obviously 
the White Sox, no Tim Anderson, and the the only two power yeah. left-handed bats would be Grandall and, and Moncada, and those are the guys that left-handed bats are the ones that really give fits. I was looking at that White Sox lineup. I'm like, why does it look different today? Why is like, and they just, yeah, no Anderson in that lineup. And it is interesting that Vegas is on, you know, Molly as well too against the White Sox team that's already locked up a playoff spot. Of course, they've been mashing lefties more so than righties. But, um, yeah, that, that is kind of interesting. Vegas sides with you. And that Cincinnati lineup is not good. Like, the guys that have to score runs from them is, is not great uh, outside of a few hitters there. Uh, yeah, I would throw them into the mix. Sure, why not? But like you say, uh, extreme tournament. What do we have as far as uh, – let's leave a plate IQ, says, as far as this lineup from a K perspective. Yeah, we have Robert struck out a ton, 35.9%. A lot of power, obviously, but he's swinging and missing a good bit. Collectively, 25.6% as far as strikeouts. It is a good home run ballpark, but if I remember correctly with Cincinnati, anything else but home runs, it's pretty fair for the pitchers. It's just bad for homers, <laughs> which is, you know, of course that's not ideal against this White Sox team. But outside of uh, Madrigal, who I believe has zero homers this year, uh, and he's got a little bit of speed too, but, you know, good contact guy, uh, 9.1%. There's a, there's plenty of strikeouts that line up. It's interesting. I, I, I like that. I like that for tournaments. Otherwise, uh, give me the summary as far as pitchers tonight. Yeah, it's really uh, try and get it up to, you know, the guys like Glass now, Plesak, uh, on DraftKings especially. You know, you can mess around with Hauser on FanDuel. Just know he's going to be popular. You can pivot off him to Berea, but, again, don't expect uh, a whole lot. Uh, it's really just, a, you know, try and get these guys in there, and you can do it on DraftKings with, with the value bats that are out there. Uh, old friend Travis Mangone in chat. He says just here for Boggs. Uh, and I asked, of course, I asked this, uh, this to you before the show. Uh, QQ is the Marine Lair lurking, and I actually pulled this up on uh, Ross Weather uh, Weather Edge as well too because I thought it'd be kind of interesting. And yeah, it's telling. It's got like the the fire emoji. It's a uh, 94 degrees in LA, and there's you know uh, Boston right now. I think it's like 58. There's some cool temperatures lurking out there tonight. You know, obviously, the season's later than it normally is, right? Is that what's going on right now? Uh, yeah, it's getting cooler faster, I suppose. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah, 94 degrees in L.A. It's right down – you're right down the street there from the ballpark, 10, 15 minutes, something like that? <laughs> Without traffic, yeah. <laughs> have you stepped outside today? <laughs> I have. I, uh, I took my dog out. Um, it was that was in the morning, but yeah, it's it's up there. I don't think the marine layer is gonna really creep its way in tonight because it is kind of one of those Santa Ana wind events that we had. Um, not so much windy, but it brings with it dry weather, and with that and the changing winds, um, you don't really get that marine layer. So, yeah, I do think it was interesting as far you know the home runs didn't pop as far as the weather edge, but the total runs jumped at eight point eight percent. And the ERA also jumped at 7.5% at a 77-game sample. Again, 94 degrees, and it's currently the wind is blowing out at 6 miles per hour for what it's worth. And uh, let's see, we're seeing 14-mile-per-hour winds blowing in uh, into Wrigley. That's why we have a 7 total with Rich Hill versus Kyle Hendricks. Uh, and there was something else. Was it the Boston one that I was looking at that was kind of interesting as far as the weather? Uh, 65 degrees in Baltimore with the wind blowing at 11 miles per hour, so not necessarily ideal. Uh, you know, yield the Roth. Roth will be on crunch time later, I believe, with um, Tuttle and one Dave Potts. Cheese is good. Yeah, it's a uh, nine mile per hour winds uh, blowing in, crosswinds there in Boston. Still 10 and a half total, but 58 degrees. All right, let's talk bats. Let's talk sticks. Let's talk catchers specifically. 
who is your favorite catcher this evening? And are you prioritizing one? Or are you just like saying, hey, give me somebody cheap so I can load up elsewhere? Uh, you know, I'm, there's not really one I'm prioritizing. Um, you know, I was kind of really hoping um, uh, that Will Smith would be in there for the Dodgers because he's someone I'd certainly pay up for. Uh, I could pay up for Gary Sanchez, but again, it won't be pro- a priority in my Yankee stacks. Um, outside of him, I, I'm, ner- I'm really not not paying up at catcher tonight. Yeah, uh, no Smith. Obviously, for that Dodgers lineup, you're getting uh, Austin Barnes. And this is a note for this series. Unless something has changed as far as the Colorado bullpen, uh, it is all righties. So it's a righty starter and an all righties as far as our pen. So I think we're less likely to see pinch hits for L.A. But there is that situation where if the Dodgers are down a couple or if the game situation calls for it, like for sure Smith would pinch hit for Barnes. I, well, I say for sure, but we saw a situation earlier this year where like they had bets just sitting in the bench and like it, it made sense to bring in bets. I think the Dodgers are just like, hey, we're making the playoffs and who cares? Let's just give them a full day off. I think that kind of sort of happens sometimes as well too because they're sort of in cruise control. Well, it's also um, a bullpen game and Barnes handles. He's a better defensive catcher. So that's probably why he's in there. And I agree with you. If you were worried about Barnes getting pinch hit, um, then that rest of that Dodger stack uh, <laughs> ain't going to be looking too good. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find like an absolute like dirt cheap. Oh, Mitch Garver's back tonight. Look at that. He's playing baseball as he thinks. Is this his first game back or did I miss the game? I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure it is. Well, good for him. Uh, he was he cost me a lot of money earlier in the year. I kept playing <laughs> him on FanDuel like like two point four. I was told he was good against lefties. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm trying to find a cheapie that I may like, and usually we get one that kind of sort of pops, and I don't know. It's just sort of like whatever fit. Where's where? Who is the Higashioka tip of today? Give me that guy. Well, you know, I, I'm not a big Tony Walters fan. He's not in the lineup, by the way. But he I'm got picked up for last night, by the way. Oh, tilted. Yeah. Uh, it's a little curious that he's not in there. Um, I know, obviously, they're starting Wood, but I don't know how many, how many other lefties the Dodgers have. It's going to be a bullpen game. You'd figure why not put your best defensive catcher in the game? But who knows? Um, so you could could go with Diaz, who's you know two point five. He's a guy that can hit lefties, but again, I, I don't know. I kind of get a feeling that he might get pinch hit for. Um, so you know you can look at at Barnhart in that ballpark, um, or you can you know go all the way down and punt to Sam Huff, who's on the Rangers. Yeah, I, I did that once, and I mean. He's a young guy that's supposed to be good one day. I don't think he is there just yet. He's probably also one of those players that he's only in the majors because there's no minor leagues and they want to get him some reps. Like, that's what's going on there, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> you left me just kind of anticipating your answer. Well, I mean, yeah, there's just no reason for them to be put, playing Jeff Mathis at this point in the season. Yeah, well, you got to see what you have in Jeff Mathis in the year 2020. <laughs> uh, so first base is loaded with Dodgers on DK specifically. Um, Bellinger's 5.8K, Muncy's uh, 5.5K, and then Edwin Rios is 3.4K. And again, I think it's important for a guy like Rios that there's no lefties in that bullpen. I suspect he will play the entire game. We saw him last night where a situation where if a team had a lefty, they probably would have brought a lefty and he would not have come in. And I think he homered like in the seventh or eighth inning or something like that late. Um, Yeah, so I'm probably going to have a Dodger at first. If not, I'm going to have Boyd at first because he's just won't stop mashing baseballs. Uh, got that monster to attack out there. Uh, and Carlos Santana's fairly cheap, as is Brandon Belt, DK specific. Santana 
and belts are both cheap on Fanduel too, for what it's worth. They're about like two nine and three K over there, so they're playable too. But there's a lot of options in first. Uh, let, let's kind of sparse through them. Who's jumping out for you? Sure, yeah. I'll just talk about uh, you know they're all going to be part of my stacks, um, and I think the one that kind of jumps out is is Santana. It's obviously a little bit of a negative park shift, or it you know it is, but the wind's blowing out. Um, you know, Indians. I don't think they're necessarily sneaky in this spot, but I just don't think they're going to garner a whole lot of ownership out, maybe outside of Santana because, you know, one, two, three for them are, you know, probably overpriced, you know, Lindor and Jose Ramirez. So that's interesting to me. Obviously they're on the road, get that extra at bat. They're all switch hitters. They bring in the lefty from the bullpen. They can steal bases and Detroit's bullpen, not too good. And it's a bullpen game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think uh, you know Cleveland's interesting to me, but definitely love the Yankees, love the Dodgers. Um, you know, boy, I mean, wow, it was, that was impressive. I don't know if you caught any of the, that uh, Yankees game yesterday. I uh, saw some of it. Yeah, like the, if you had a core stack, your core stack was done. It was dead when the game even started. Yeah, I was watching. I mean, these were, those were even bad pitches that they were launching out. <laughs> um, but I think it was Chase Anderson. He had five home runs in the inning. Um, so yeah, the Yankees look like they're definitely back. Um, savages in the box. Uh, we do have a Yankee lineup for what it's worth. It's uh, because I was waiting for that before the show. LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Boyd, Torres, Hicks, Urshela, Gary Sanchez. Well, you can play on Fandle. They're talking about it. he's like 3K over there. You can definitely play him on Fandle as well, which you normally don't play catchers over there, but I don't mind it. And Quinn Frazier uh, is batting ninth there for the Yankees. That is a pretty <laughs> solid lineup for sure. Yeah. Um, by the way, the, according to our ownership projections, and this isn't completely nuts because I was trying to figure it out before the show, uh, and it's all over the place as far as first base. And some of those Dodgers aren't even first base eligible on Fandle. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, Monica Grandal is 2.9K over there. Uh, he's historically much better for the, for, from the left side. Molly's vulnerable to lefties. So I, I'm, I'm good with that at 2.9K. Also, he's on the road. I believe he's batting second as well. He's at 13%, and it's going to be all over the place. Walsh at 10%, which is kind of interesting. But uh, And it's lefty versus lefty, but I believe it's just versus an opener or the guy coming in, it's a lefty. I don't have it in front of me, but he's probably going to face a lefty two times. I don't know if he officially have that lineup, but I presume he will be batting second uh, once again. Uh, and boy, off the scrap heap, right? Wasn't he just like thrown away? He was, I think he was DFA'd, if I'm not mistaken. And the Yankees pick him up and he says he's got the 19 homers this year, which is pretty crazy. Possible MVP in the American League? That's wild. Uh, final thoughts as far as first, or shall we pivot to uh, – a keystone position at second. I just, you know, that, you know, I think I don't really love them as a, as a whole stack, but, um, you know, Olsen, you can always play him. He's obviously not cheap on DraftKings, but, you know, as a one-off um, to maybe kind of differentiate. But, yeah, it's really uh, I'm on Cleveland, I'm on Yankees, and I'm on, certainly on the Dodgers. So those are the guys that I'm looking at. Gavin Lux has, like, played one good game of baseball this year. <laughs> he hit two homers. Was that against Arizona, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I don't recall who it was against, but he absolutely smashed one night. Besides that, he's done nothing before, nothing since. He's a, he's a prospect, and he didn't even start the season with the club. Uh, is he somebody you're prioritizing? Do you have the funds to spend up for DJ LeMayu on the road uh, in Fenway, almost, like, assured, assuming things go fairly well, five ABs? Where else are you looking as far as second, or is that kind of what we're stopping? Yeah, that's pretty much where, where we're going. I mean, LeMahieu, he's also a guy that I never seem to get him right, but I, I love him as a player. Um, but, yeah, you know, sometimes I get cute with the Yankee stacks, and I'll start, you know, two down to six. 
And then, of course, LeMay will lead off with a home run and, you know, won't get much else. But, yeah, every single batter in that Yankees lineup is in play for me tonight. He's LeMahieu. the only guy to leave cores and, like, game power, right? Like, he wasn't a power hitter when he played oh, yeah. the Rockies. He, he used to drive me insane early in his career because he's 6'4", and he's a slap, <laughs> he was a slap hitter. And, you know, it, it, it definitely was a – he was a guy that I would actively avoid – but certainly turn the page here, you know, with the Yankees, like uh, seemingly every other uh, hitter they, they bring in from other organizations. Uh, on DK, if I need to save some funds, Madrigal, you know, uh, batting, batting lead off there. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a potential pinch hit risk. If Anderson comes in today or if it's a full day off, we shall see. Maybe he pinches for a guy like Sanchez. Maybe it's just situation dependent, but uh, in my head, I think he gets five ABs, if not four ABs there. Um, you know, we were talking pre-show about I think the bat uh, likes like some of the Rangers on DK specifically, and that's also because of price. You, I mean, the, the bat's probably spinning out. I think we're talking about the uh, how the, it has the Dodgers, it has some good pitchers, and it has the really cheap Rangers. Where you know DK really, I mean, they've been terrible. They're facing Berea, who's not something we're afraid of. Like Solak is three three K. I don't think we have an official lineup just yet. Odor's three K as well. Tavares and Calhoun are two K. You know, the Rangers lineup is out. There's no Odor, but Solak's batting second. Um, okay. I clicked refresh. Here we go. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, uh, well, Solak and then just Ranger thoughts in general, because we know the Rangers aren't good, but we know these guys are cheap and, you know, Maria's not great either. Yeah. We mentioned pre-show when you mentioned that the bat likes the Rangers. I don't think the, uh, the bat's been watching too many Rangers games this year. <laughs> um yeah, it's it. Well, I mean, look, every now and again, some of these guys are going to run into home run. Uh, obviously, guys like Gallo, you know, Odor, you know, Chu. He's not. He's obviously hurt. Calhoun. They're much better than you know how they played this season. So I, I don't hate taking a stab at some of these Rangers bats. I don't necessarily think though that they are going to you know come in at you know super single digit ownership because all these guys are cheap. So it's one of those situations where I'm, I'm probably going to avoid, you know, I, I don't, I never have a problem paying for Gallo just because you know, he has that upside and, and that power. And like I mentioned, it's, it's warmer out there. I don't necessarily think the Marine layer is going to be that big of a factor. Berea is a fly ball pitcher. Um, so yeah, the Rangers are, are in play, but, if I think that they're going to be higher higher on them, they probably should. And I might just get a couple pieces um, because it's a it's a team that uh, can certainly disappoint on every given night. Uh, last two seasons, Bugs for Berea, he's faced uh, 237 righties. He's super reverse splitsy. If you look at the last two seasons, uh, his K rate goes from 22.6 percent against lefties uh, down to 18 percent against righties. Uh, his ISO versus righties is 349. That's huge. Now, who, where's the righty power in Texas that's going to take advantage of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Jeff Mathis. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Solak has not shown a lot of power this year but uh, against righties. But it's kind of interesting just because, you know, and he's super cheap and it's not this position that's a massive opportunity cost, I don't think. Um you know, especially if on FanDuel you can only have four Dodgers. I don't know if I want to prioritize Lux. I don't know if I want to do that. 
I think I want four Dodgers. Now he's in one of my lineups right now, and we'll see. We'll, we'll tend to it after the show. Uh, Ten minutes left in the show, by the way. Just a side note, and throw you guys a let you all know that Crunch Time's coming up after us. That is cheese is good. Dave Potts, two-time millionaire maker winner. No, not a millionaire maker, but he won a million dollars twice in two separate contests, as well as Kevin Roth. We'll talk to you guys what's going down in uh, the weather. And uh, I believe Tuttle is joining him, too. Talk to me about the hot corner third base. What do you have for me? Yeah. Um, outside of the, the Dodgers and, and Yankees, um, Rendon is someone I wouldn't have a problem paying up for. I don't love the whole Angels stack tonight, um, but – Trout, Rendon, maybe Upton, um, maybe Pujols, depending on that lineup, which will probably come out <laughs> in 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and a, kind of a mini stack, I think, is the way I would uh, attack with the Angels tonight. Um, yeah, so it, but Rendon would certainly be a priority in that. Um, and then obviously Machado, kind of the same story. Um, might probably full stack the Padres, but, um, yeah, definitely a guy that I think will come – potentially go overlooked because you got Muncie um, and, you know, Arenado and Ur- Urshela. Yeah, uh, a peek here at the ownership on Line FHQ. Again, this stuff is fluid, but we're seeing Machado at 6% and Rendon at 5%. Uh, and we're seeing, you know, LeMahieu double that, Arenado at 8%. And, again, I'm – I don't think I'll play any Arenado unless I do some kind of late pivot to try to sort of catch up, but that doesn't make any sense either because – he might be popular. Uh, the plan right now is to play zero Arenado tonight. I think there's plenty of other good pivots. And I like Edwin Rios a good bit. And uh, maybe I got to hit the refresh button, but I think he's going to be more than 8% owned tonight, especially considering uh, DK I'm talking about. He's a multi-position eligibility of both first base and third base. Uh, he's in cores. He's going to face a pile of righties. Uh, he hit a homer last night for recency bias. I think he's going to be fairly heavily owned and probably the most popular third baseman on the board. We shall see. Uh, give me a shortstop. Yeah, Seager, he's my top guy. No surprise. But, um, yeah, I just uh, – I love the price. I love the matchup. Hit two home runs off this pitcher in L.A. a couple weeks ago, and, um, you know, he's going to Coors Field where it's warm, wind's blowing out. Everything's working in Seager's favor. Don't hate Taylor if you want a little bit of savings, more so on Fandle, I think, um, batting third. Um, but yeah, Seeger is definitely my top player. Uh, Seeger and Story. Let's let's go ahead and see what the what lineup HQ says. I'm doing a refresh here. I'm just saying words to try to buy some time. Let's see if you've uh, kind of changed some things. They're always tinkering behind the scenes. They do a great job, obviously. Uh, ownership percentage: Seeger at 22 percent, Story at 20 percent. This is what I was getting at. Like Tatis at six percent. Tatis is going to be ignored. Those Padres are going to be ignored, right? Yeah, and you know, you can maybe make the same case for Lindor. Five um, percent. You can play Bogarts. He can hit lefties and Montgomery's, you know, just an average pitcher. Um uh, and then, you know, Glaber Torres is at fifth and he's got a nice discount on DraftKings too. I think he's three K on Fandle too. Like I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Um, yeah, he's somewhere in the middle, I suppose. It's not a full punt, but 3K is a pretty good price there on Fandle. Like you said, 3.9K. We're, we're seeing him grab some ownership as well, 10% as of right now uh, on DK for tournaments. Uh, hey, if you guys are in chat, feel free to fire off some questions. We'll probably have uh, some time. We'll do our best to answer as many questions as possible as we segue to outfielders, Boggs, because we want Betts, we want Bellinger, we want Trouts. 
how do we make this work? Because typically I've been rostering like a guy or two. It's like 2K, maybe like a Willie Calhoun to sort of make this work uh, as far as the salary restrictions and all that. We got Stanton at 4.3K. You know, we came off the uh, the DL and absolutely matched last night. Oh, there's so many outfielders. I like. Hicks is just like a really good price at 3.6K. I like him a good bit. He's not somebody that's like spectacular, but he's a part of a really good lineup and he's a competent bat. Uh, Tapia, I presume, is going to lead off this evening once again. I do not see the Colorado lineup. Maybe I have to hit click refresh. There he is. Yeah, he's batting it up once again. Talk to me about the outfield. What are you prioritizing? Yeah, I mean, it's, in terms of the Dodgers, it's clearly bets. I mean, obviously, Bellinger is still struggling. Um, I don't hate Bellinger, uh, but among the three outfielders, um, four if you count Taylor, be bets. And there's nothing I can really say. Uh, about it. The only thing I'll say is I think Pollock was dealing with a bit of a, what was it a hamstring injury yeah. know, he's in the lineup? That's good. But if the, if Dodgers, if that game gets out of hand, you could see, you know, uh, Pollock may take a seat to Kike Hernandez. I'm doing a uh, quick search. I'm curious. I, I suspect he's probably DHing though. Is that not the case? Uh, yes. He's the DH for what okay. it's worth. So then, so yeah, that's less likely. Yeah, less sure. likely chance he gets the hook. Then that, then starting I against a bunch of righties. Yeah, and I'm not worried. I'm, then I wouldn't be concerned with him. He's, he's he shouldn't get pinch hit for. What's up um, with Jock? Is Jock not available? I, th- I know he had a personal thing, or maybe a baby, or something like that. Is he not with the team? Yeah, he's not. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure why, but he's he's not uh, with the team right now. So okay, wondering why he hasn't played the last few nights. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a baby issue or something like that. But so hopefully everything's okay there. Uh, give me, give me some, uh, give me some tournament outfielders. How do you feel about Gallo? And then we kind of referenced Berea and his reverse splits. And in theory, you know, you want righties against them. At least that's what the numbers are telling us. Gallo is clearly the best, you know, the best power source on Texas. Uh, and the price is good. Price is really good on Gallo. What are we doing there? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, I'm not thrilled. Um, but again, it, he's boomer bust, and in a tournament, that's that's what you're looking for. You know, you can punt with a Tavares, you can punt with a Calhoun. Um, you know, I'd prefer any of the Yankees outfielders, um, but, you know, certainly in play. Um, obviously, Garcia leading off. He's got a nice price on draft uh, DraftKings. Um, same for Braun, but Braun's always pin- a pinch hit risk um, or when his back flares up. Yeah. Um, so, Avisel Garcia, nice price, um, borderline punt. David Dahl, um, Obviously, you know, he's not a great matchup, but you could do a lot worse um, than punting with a guy like Dahl. So I, I like him quite a bit. He'll probably be a little bit popular, but certainly in play for tournaments, he's batting seventh. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways you can go. There's cheap, the cheap Cleveland bats in that, near that bottom of the order in the outfield, too. Don't, don't sleep on those guys. Uh, for the record, Abbasiel Garcia is actually DHing, and Braun is playing right field. I, I assume you probably knew that. Just kind of throwing it out there in case people care. Um, let's see. Oh, let, let's mention once again. Let's go ahead and drop that link one more time. Sure, why not? You get the five dollars off your first month of RG Core Four Premium. If you see some of the stuff we're showing off during the show, you can have this at your own leisure. You don't have to say like, "Oh, I hope Devin clicks this button. I hope he clicks that button." You can click all the buttons yourself. You can check out a lot of the tools we've been talking about. Uh, we don't talk about Slate IQ very often. That's all yours as well, too. Uh, the lineup HQ, if you want to build 150 lineups, that's very, very – even somebody that's not very tech-savvy, I figured out how to do things like that as well, too. More so for football. We did it for football last week uh, for the Yahoo contest. 
It was good times. We had a run for it. We almost got in the podium, and then things kind of fell back. But it was a good week. Looking forward to football this weekend. Hey, do you have a hot take for football? you have anything? Uh, have you done research yet or no? Uh, I'm still kind of waiting for some injury news. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot sprinkling through, man. It, yeah, I guess if I have a hot take, it's I don't like anyone outside of Derrick Henry on Tennessee. I think that maybe Corey Davis might be a little bit of a trap. Yeah, we'll see with Brown. He's uh, I, I don't know if Brown's been officially rolled out, but he's dealing with a bruise of some sort. Uh, give me your favorite stacks tonight. Give me some stacks. Give me some homers. He's going yard. Yeah, the Yankees and the Dodgers are a clear-cut top two. Dodgers clear far and away, uh, but don't sleep on the Yankees. Um, I like the Rockies more than you do, um, but I always play the Rockies. I'm a sucker. And I think Cleveland is probably – in San Diego, probably my sneakier stacks. I don't know if that's the right term. I just don't think they're going to garner a whole lot of ownership. Um, and then if you're looking for a cheap stack uh, or maybe you want to bring it back with some guys, the, the Rays uh, are, are pretty cheap and appear to be in a decent spot. Yeah, we didn't mention them at all. The Rays, obviously, uh, heavy pinch at risk in that team across the board. I mean, I don't know how long uh, Cobb's going to go, but it is worth noting. Uh, and but who cares? If they get their homers in the first inning or second inning, it doesn't really matter. You're kind of a you're already way ahead of the game. That link in chat, by the way, go ahead and check that out. As far as getting five dollars off, Devin went ahead and dropped it for you guys. Get five dollars off football, baseball, basketball, and golf your first month. Uh, like, subscribe. We do appreciate that as well too. Hit the thumb up. Uh, that was Bugs. I was Dean. This was baseball. Stay tuned for crunch time. Go Heat. We're two and zero. Oh. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>